0: The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market podcast, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, it's the cold and flu season, and taking care of your immune system is even more important these days. So listen close and learn how your autoimmune system can be stronger, even while battling cancer. But first up, Dr. Virginia Von Schaefer is a retired vascular surgeon at the Center for New Medicine in Irvine, and she now provides biointegrative consultations to patients of all ages in a variety of clinical settings. She joins the staff at Cancer Center for Healing in an effort to bring a broad range of patient care, experience, and knowledge to this progressive community of caregivers. Her passion is utilizing the basic principles of cell biology, biochemistry, to solve medical problems, and her focus is to evaluate and treat the whole person, taking into account the mind, body, and spirit connection to restore biochemical balance. And we welcome you to the Mother's Market Podcast, Dr. Von Schaefer. How are you?
1: I'm very good this afternoon. How are you today? I'm
0: great. Thank you.
1: Happy to be here. Uh, Why
0: don't you fill our audience in a little bit on your mission and your work before we get to today's show topic?
1: Well, I uh, was a college dropout and kind of a late bloomer, and I came to uh, studying medicine after a personal illness. Uh, My first pregnancy was a tumor, Mm -hmm. and I had never really been around physicians or what physicians do prior to that time. And at that point in, in time, many women were pretty much expected to get married, stay home be a teacher, be accountant, a librarian, something like that. At least in my family, that was the way it went. So when I became exposed to this profession and the profound way that uh, one can interact with other people in their lives, I thought, that's it. So I quit my job as a buyer in New York, and um, I went back to school Mm -hmm. and uh, studied uh, biochemistry and cell biology. Wow. So it was uh, quite a turning point for me, and I <clears throat> really had a wonderful undergraduate experience at Columbia, undergraduate, and then I uh, went to Columbia Medical School uh,
0: afterwards. That's fascinating, and uh, again, it often takes a personal experience to get to uh, the passion here. So today we're talking about relationship, that relationship between autoimmune disorders and cancer, and what is autoimmune disorder, and why are there so many? Well, that's a great question. And it's an interesting
1: uh, endeavor to try and answer. Uh, When I was first studying these types of things in medical school, you know, many, many, many years ago, there were only one or two or maybe a handful of autoimmune disorders. What does autoimmune mean? It means that your immune system somehow doesn't recognize certain cells in your body that are you and they inadvertently attack them and try to destroy them and whenever when i first encountered this i thought this is a very odd thing (laughs) and now that i've come to study these things a little bit more i realize that it's unnatural but it comes to be because there's a lot of Pollution and surreptitious infections that are in our bodies, and they can affect the transcription of our DNA in a negative way and create surface markers uh, that confuse our immune system. Mm-hmm. And okay, thank you. Yeah. That's so, so the most common one is diabetes, and then there's the arthritis, you know, rheumatoid arthritis. Um, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, there are many, you know, now I think there's 93 some categories.
0: Wow. It's it's crazy. So um, what is, is there a connection between autoimmune disorders and cancer? It sounds like. Well, I think there is because
1: the, there is an underlying metabolic set of problems that predisposes our bodies to many disorders, and they have to do with uh, the infections, bacteria, virus, parasites, fungus, and candida. And there's a work of uh, Otto Warburg, who was a Nobel Prize-winning biochemist in the late 1800s and 1900s, and he discovered that all sick cells make energy anaerobically. And it's those infected cells, but it's also cancer. So when you have a biochemical situation of anaerobic metabolism, and you can, certain cells, especially viruses, can release something called Nagalase, and it will coat them and prevent them from being seen uh, by the immune system and also negatively affect the uh, macrophage, is a key component in your immune system that's supposed to recognize and kill abnormal U cells, okay? So there's... There's a really powerful connection between these surreptitious infections and cancer. And there's also a powerful connection between those infections and autoimmune disorders. It goes both ways.
0: Yeah. So uh, are there autoimmune disorders that have known precursors to certain types of cancers? Well, I'm seeing a very
1: big connection between... uh, an entity called her 2 new positive breast cancer. Breast cancer, as you know, is the highest incidence in the nation in Orange County. Mm. And it has to do with the hydrocarbon pollution of the water table wow. from the spraying of the orange groves. Oh. So all those non biodegradable chemicals are being absorbed by all these people. And there's a very, very high incidence of breast cancer. And there's a very high incidence of HER2-new positive breast cancer. Now, most of the patients that I've treated that have HER2-new positive breast cancer have Hashimoto's thyroiditis or some other autoimmune disorder. So there's this whole identification or recognition system that's supposed to help us in terms of removing things that don't belong in our bodies goes awry when we have chemical pollution and electromagnetic frequencies that disturb our uh, transduction and replication of our cells, all those things. And so it seems that with the increasing amount of pollution and toxicity in the environment, that these types of disorders that 30 years ago were relatively rare are now very, very common.
0: That is fascinating and that was kind of leading me to my next question about the environmental factors that are it's It's just mind boggling. I remember when I first
1: moved here from New York City, I was still a practicing surgeon and uh, I didn't have patients of my own so I would help other surgeons on their cases and of course mastectomies uh, for b- removal of the breast for cancer was <laughs> constantly being done and you need a lot of hands to hold the retractors and things, so I would scrub on other people's cases. And I saw things I've never seen before. I saw a woman who was around 25 years old, had uh, inflammatory breast cancer, which is traditionally very rare, now pretty common. And I remember standing in the OR at Mission Hospital and saying, there must be something in the water. And And I was kind of making a joke, but then many many years later when I, uh, had a spinal cord injury and I had to stop operating and I started doing all of this uh, uh, interesting metabolic work, I, I did some research and came to realize, yes, that is
0: entirely the case. Wow. that's And its proof is right there as you've seen these increase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so can you talk about um, the, the role of underlying infections also? That are I think the key thing that
1: I'm discovering is uh, that Epstein-Barr virus, the mono mm virus is extremely important and and a sentinel problem. We're looking now at people under the age of 21, maybe 40, 45% having chronic illness. Mm -hmm. And remember, everybody gets mono in high school, and then they sort of, some people get over it, some people never really get over it. And, um, you know, I interview lots of patients, they say, oh, you know, I had mono, but you know, in the past and i've been checking viral titers on patients and it's a blood test and i come to find many people still have uh, active infection with epstein-barr or recurrent or relapsing infection and they may even have other viruses that kind of go along with that like cytomegalovirus and again, I'm old, okay. <laughs> In the days when we were first diagnosing HIV, we saw people with cytomegalovirus and thought, okay, this is a virus that goes with a, um, uh, an immune compromised host, okay? I'm seeing all kinds of people with CMV, mm. regular people who, who don't even know they have a lot of viruses, but they may have some chronic issues, muscle pain, uh, it can be a simple thing like pasting white skin and fatigue, chronic fatigue. All those things are related to this.
0: This is interesting because um, just on the side note, when you talked about the Epstein-Barr and the mm-hmm. mono, I, I'm hearing so much about it in colleges now and wiping out teams because it's so um, infectious and also- Well, just- it's
1: airborne. And- I got Epstein-Barr for probably the third time on the plane between LAX and JFK.
0: Wow. And And I
1: had severe chest pain. I I had to go to the hospital. They thought I was having a heart attack. Um, And, of course, they ruled that out. But they didn't think about mono. Mm. And I got home, and a month later, when I was dragging and could barely do anything, I went to my primary care doctor. I said, am I too old to have mono? (laughs) Wow. And so she did a blood test and she said, oh, you had one of the worst cases I've ever seen.
0: Wow, seriously. So there's still no cure for that necessarily? No, well there and- is.
1: I mean, the, the number one problem in, in viruses is they, I always tell patients it's kind of like a mushroom. They like moisture, low vibration, and, and, and kind of like n- darkness. They don't, they don't want to be disturbed they have to have low vibratory frequency to survive. Mm. So one of the key things is to maintain a higher level of vibratory frequency in your body. How do you do that? Well, I can tell you how you don't do it. Okay, okay. (laughs) I mean, all that coffee we love. I, I, I think one cup of coffee lowers your body frequency into the range that bacteria and viruses can thrive in for two days. Really? That's Caffeine shocking. is kind of hard on the vibratory frequency situation. Wow. So, you know, the simple thing is to keep that vibratory frequency up. Mm-hmm. And you can use essential oils. That's a time honored cool. way to do it. Um, but you you have to work at it. Mm-hmm.
0: Because and I know specifically too with um the mono, what I'm again hearing and reading about <clears throat> is that these um it takes a long time to get to get over that. Um so what are some of the most common infections? You talked about the the mono and that, Well, the, the Epstein-Barr
1: is a big one in terms of relationship to cancers. And I mean, I think that it needs to be emphasized to everyone that um, you need to have viral testing. You need to see what you still have in your body. I did uh, research for a talk that I gave on the connection between autoimmune disorders and cancer. And I found an article that said, um, that they had discovered that even the virus in its most latent form, not active at all, can negatively affect the transcription of your DNA. Now, mm-hmm. we have uh, only about 6% of the DNA is transcribed on a routine basis for reproduction of our cells. So there's they used to call it, and when I was in medical school, the junk DNA. They didn't know what it was. Mm-hmm. Now we know that it's the the DNA that's controlled that transcription is controlled by bacteria viruses fungus and parasites mm. and you know when you talk about all these problems with the gut yeah. okay that's because there's a very powerful gut brain immune system connection
0: wow so
1: is- i think that every you know and, and we know classically uh hodgkin's lymphoma is 100 percent related to epstein virus mm. so all of my patients that have lymphoma i i you know, try to identify that virus and then uh, treat it
0: if we can. Um, Why are these incidences at an all time high? I
1: think the problem is that we kind of forgot to look at these things. I mean, in my medical school education, you know, this was part of the primary list. Mm. It's just that, say for example, parasites, 95% of people who have recurrent breast cancer have untreated parasites. Okay, if you tell them, like a person off the street, oh, you got to be worried about parasites, they look at you like, I'm not a, I'm a clean person. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And and in in my medical school education, they always said, well, you have to ask if they went to Southeast Asia recently. Okay, you don't have to go to Asia to get parasites. You don't have to, liver flukes are in the water. Mm -hmm. They can be in water and canned goods. Yeah. So, to have something that's so ubiquitous and completely
0: ignored, is a profound health problem, and so uh, just kind of going back a little bit, is there a general kind of a blood test? What what is what does so it look when I like evaluate when patients,
1: in? I I don't care what they have yeah. or what they're complaining of, but I pretty much do a very extensive blood panel mm-hmm. of checking their white count and their red count, all those regular things, their liver functions, and um, inflammation markers and the viral panel because we check I mean, herpes virus one and two, um, you know, uh, H- HPV isn't tested for in a, a blood test, you have to do a swab either of the oral cavity or the rectum, but that's number one cause of oral ca- cavity cancers right now. Really. HPV,
0: really, and, and then-
1: very high in in rectal also. Mm-hmm.
0: Goodness. Do cancers have roots in infections?
1: Well, yes. That's what I'm trying to say is yeah. that the cancer cells are really fascinating. <laughs> um, scary, but fascinating. Yeah. They, uh, there's a, a concept of what they call con- contact inhibition. Okay. And that means that cells in an organ system are layered together and they have communication with each other in little cell-cell connections. And that's how you can have instantaneous communication in your body, among other things, okay? It's electrochemical connection. So when a cancer becomes a cancer, when a cell becomes a cancer cell, it starts dividing out of turn. Almost like it was a stem cell, or like the beginning of a human. Single fertilized egg and and just multiplies in this beautifully coordinated manner to create a body. Well, this is not a coordinated manner. It just is a replication out of turn. And interestingly, those cells secrete something called nagalase, same thing that viruses release, that will coat them so that the immune system can't recognize them. Because the immune system only works on surface markers and recognition. So if they can't see the surface, they don't identify it as something they should or should not mark and kill. So the naglase is really key and it it's all part of the perpetuation of the growth of a cancer cell. And if viruses make it they do they make it as well. So lots of people who have um, cancer may have a co infection of a virus commonly Epstein bar, and their naglase levels could be very high.
0: Um, do you Does it individual, the growth of a cancer cell, how long that takes? That well, right?
1: interestingly, it takes about 10 years to make a tumor one centimeter in diameter. Wow. Well. So this means that there's several years in the development of a cancer that may potentially be reverse the process. After about year four or so, five, it's not reversible. So that's why the biochemical environment issue is so key and keeping the frequency up, and keeping the body clean, keeping the house clean of all these infections, because that's what can um, predispose you to the cancer. And likewise, if you can treat them, maybe you can reverse the process and then avert it.
0: That was my next question. We have to take a quick break. It's great. and so fascinating, this information. Uh, don't go away. We will be right back with uh, Dr. Von Schaefer. Stay with us. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high quality, great tasting nuts, dried fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal, to provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. At Mother's Market, we only want to sell the best products available. This is why we carry Organic Smart Chicken. Organic Smart Chicken is free-range, GMO-free, and air-chilled. Organic Smart Chicken is the only chicken brand in the United States that is both certified organic and certified humane, and we think it's certifiably delicious. Smart Chicken is the highest grade of fresh poultry. Available at all Mother's Market locations, learn more and become a Smart Chicken fan on Facebook, chicken. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Podcast, and we want to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market or download the show from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click the link for podcast and listen to past shows. Plus, download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons. All available at MothersMarket.com. And now back to our interview with Dr. Von Schaefer. And we are talking about that relationship between autoimmune disorders and cancer. And some fascinating and disturbing information, I have to be honest. Uh, But, Mm. Doctor, how do we treat, I'm sorry, how are these infections and are they treatable, some of these? You just started to talk about some of them. Well, there are a
1: number of different ways to treat them. Um, You know, the time-honored, I would say, ancient way of treating uh, parasites, say for example, is with herbs. Mm. Um, even the American Indians, as a matter of fact, would um, treat their animals with uh, tobacco tea. Mm. And once a month, everybody would be drinking tobacco tea, whether it was a horse or a person. That doesn't sound very
0: good. How does it taste? Actually, it tastes good. I've done <laughs> really? It.
1: Okay. I worked with an Indian medicine woman for a while, and it actually tastes very. It kind of looks like the color of whiskey. Doesn't taste like whiskey, but <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, kind of sweet tasting. It's actually very good. Really? Okay, mm-hmm. well, that's
0: good to know. But herbs.
1: so herbs and you know other things like that are very useful. Obviously, in the uh, traditional medicine world, we use um, anti-parasite drugs, uh, the mebendazole, fembendazole, albendazole, all these old drugs that we've had around forever. Um, which, for some reason, have now increased in price exponentially, <laughs> like
0: everything, right? Yeah, right. To the truth. And, yeah,
1: And you know, they're they're can, they can be effective, but they do have a negative, um, can have a negative effect on the liver function. So you have to be careful uh, when you take those kinds of things, um, and you also have to be mindful of the fact that parasite life cycle is very long. Yeah. Um, And so they lay eggs, they're dormant, then they hatch, they hang out, they lay more eggs. Some may die, they may not die. I have a truly remarkable case of a patient with uh, pancreatic cancer. This is her third cancer. Mm. She had two different kinds of breast cancer, survived that, then got pancreatic cancer. I successfully treated her for the pancreatic cancer, but she developed um, a liver abscess due to parasites and septic shock. Oh, my gosh. She survived. wow <laughs> but we have mm-hmm. many great photographs of foot-long bodies of things mm-hmm. that were excreted
0: it's incredible because what you're saying mm-hmm. is that they attack they attach they themselves can attach to the, the, the bowel wall the and, and
1: they can cause when they detach they can cause a perforation wow oh my gosh so when you the 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 key thing is just to take away if you ever have a, a cat scan or ultrasound of your liver and they say oh there's some cysts they're asymptomatic or not of any significance
0: that was somebody's house that was somebody's house yeah parasite oh somebody's house i see what you're saying those aren't cysts those are parasites
1: well they're cysts but they were created started by a parasite parasite. so you if you see that you have to go i got to get treated
0: asap So I had asked you about, are these treatable? And that's amazing and fascinating that you Mm -hmm. just mentioned pancreatic cancer because there's still no real cure for pancreatic cancer. Well, actually,
1: my patient has no pancreatic cancer anymore. I treated her and it's gone. Wow. That's amazing. We have many fun things that we use uh, to treat cancer Uh, by tricking it.
0: Because you trick it. Mm -hmm. So, Wow. The strong relationship between infections and cancer, we hope we can prevent by preemptively treating the infections. And is that kind of what you're talking yes, about?
1: Yes, absolutely. And that's why I say when I look at this increased incidence of chronic illness in young population, and you know who get, who gets mono? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the kids in school. Right. Um, they used to say, uh, you know, even even children, kindergarten, pinworms are on the windowsills. Okay, every you know it's mm-hmm. everywhere. So we have to be conscious of that and constantly work to purify our bodies on a regular basis. And if you do get an infection like Epstein-Barr, it, you know, I was always told, oh, there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Well, yes, you can. You can work with herbs and they do help, uh, but sometimes cases are very tenacious and will not respond. Mm. Uh, We have a special uh, relationship with an immunology lab in Greece, excuse me, and, uh, if a case is serious, the person has cancer or the, the viral infection is not going away, it's Uh it, Like people who have fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue, they usually have Epstein-Barr in the background there. So if, if they can't get better any other way, then sometimes we'll have a special treatment made by this immunology lab where they sequence the messenger RNA of the, the viral entity and uh, then make a, what they call an antisense molecule that perfectly matches and binds to that messenger RNA and takes it out of activity. So when that happens, um, there's a natural signaling inside the cell for it to die.
0: Hmm.
1: And that's kind of how they kill it. Wow. And that's a treatment that really you give a person an IV for a half an hour, and it works in their body for five months, so it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's that lying dormant and then that mm-hmm. chance for it to come back. Um, what are the most common infections? So we talked about that Epstein-Barr. What else? What other are you? Well, there's a lot of people with
1: herpes virus, mm. one and two. And, of course, this. I mean, all these things are communicable. So, of course, if you don't know you have it, then you can give it to somebody else. You know, that's the other issue. I, I would say probably one of the most malicious ones openly is um, – uh, HPV.
0: Mm. Yeah, talk about that a little bit. because HPV that- is
1: the nidus for most oral cavity cancers, whether it's tongue, tonsil, whatever. And it's also very, very high uh, in the cause of uh, rectal and uh, colorectal cancers. Wow. And the promoter uh, seems to be uh, com- the combination with HPV and glycophosphates that round up that weed killer. Mm. Oh. That, that kills the weed so well, but kills the people too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, we're hearing a lot about that yeah. right now. So okay. that's, uh, that's been cited, I think this week, someone released a uh, article about uh, the close relationship between HPV and glycos- glycophosphates and increased incidence of rectal cancer
0: in people under the age of 35. Mm. Wow. Hmm. Uh, are there some treatments and modalities that we can use to combat these infections and the best way to test for them?
1: Well, most of them except HPV has to be tested by a a rectal swab or an oral swab. Mm -hmm. Um, Or if somebody, obviously if they have a cancer, we always ask that the the tumor tissue be tested for the the virus as well. Um, Most of the other ones can be, the viruses can be tested for in a blood panel. And that's very easy to do the problem with the parasites is that many times people will do stool samples but if you don't have it in there at the time you're not going to catch anything as I said it's kind of a long life cycle and it's sporadic in terms of shedding anything so we use energy testing for that how do you do energy testing well there's um all these entities have a unique vibratory frequency and so that vibratory frequency can be picked up um, in a variety of ways. In our clinic, we have a machine, uh, the F-scan machine, that will pick up the vibratory frequency of pretty much anything and, and identify if you have it or you don't have it. And then, of course, conversely, one of the ways that you can treat these things is to identify the frequency and then zap the person with that fre- the with frequency that. that kills it. <laughs> so it's kind of cool. So it can become a di- not only diagnosis, but treatment. And are you specifically talking
0: about parasites with this?
1: Parasites, but also viruses as well. The, the treatment modality or aspect of this um, uh, machine is is just starting to be applied for uh, towards parasites primarily. It's new, so we've the the diagnosis part is very good. The treatment part we're still kind of working on.
0: What about in the mainstream healthcare? Do do they look for parasites. Is that a myth or I have a to tell you,
1: I think they don't believe they exist. That's what I was wondering. I had, the patient I referred to was in the ICU in septic shock. The husband had pictures of the parasites that from the toilet bowl, and they still didn't believe that she had parasites. Oh, my gosh. Wow. wow. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's kind of sadly shocking that somehow... We stopped thinking about all the aspects of a reality of living in a body in a world that isn't so clean yeah. and are just thinking about drugs mm-hmm. and procedures. We, we have to expand our thinking.
0: Yeah, um, and look at, go back to the root cause for exactly. that. Um, no, it's really fascinating to hear about just like how you're attacking them and going, you're, you're talking about herbs. What about Supplements.
1: Well, supplements can mostly help. There are, there are supplements designed, uh, specifically one comes to mind that is uh, very helpful for cleaning the gut of the um, negative effects of glycophosphate. Which, what is it? It's, it's a product called Restore. Mm. Uh, we, we kind of specialize in handling products like that that will help with gut health. Right. And I think, <clears throat> excuse me, that's one of the key things to attend to. Um, you know, a lot of people complain, oh, you know, I've got it, gut issues. <laughs> Nobody does anything about them, but I got them. You know? Yeah. And and uh, and I think, you know, people have diarrhea. They have to be cultured. Maybe they have, you know, C. difficile is an organism that's often in, involved in diarrhea. I mean, we just have to be on the lookout for these things. We can't just kind of ignore it. Right. You know, okay. I think that's the number one thing.
0: Yeah, and I hear you <clears> saying, too, not just like giving a Band-Aid and then just giving them the more drugs. We need to get to the the real what's underlying everything um what what else can you tell me about this other uh, audio auto disorders and that that correlation <clears throat> we well i think the for me
1: the most difficult aspect of this is the increasing um electromagnetic frequencies and radiation frequencies that our bodies are exposed to our Cell bodies phones.
0: yeah uh-huh.
1: are, <laughs> In Sweden, they don't let you have a cell phone until you're 18.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, which that's great. And
1: you will see all these little children playing with these games. In fact, I saw a girl who was 12 years old. She had um, some kind of arthritis, and she was sitting there waiting for her IV, playing on a cell phone. Mm. I said, I told the mother, "You have to take that out of her hands. Yeah. <laughs> Those are bad for you." And people. I mean i i see people who get breast cancer because they stuck their cell phone in their bra and they got her two new positive breast cancer right there Mm. okay we're electrochemical entities and our bodies are this marvelous miracle we're we're kind of like a mini universe Mm -hmm. okay with a solar system every organ system has um a connective tissue covering well most of them not all but many have connective tissue coverings and connective tissue is collagen and it's a polar mo- molecule so it's positive and negative positive and negative and it's in a net so that that polarized net creates an electrical field to protect that organ
0: hmm.
1: now the organs that we see that are having the worst problems with autoimmune and cancer that's increased is thyroid hmm. <laughs> adrenals and pancreas and when you're sitting at a computer, desktop, what hits you?
0: Oh yeah, in the upper abdomen, right? Uh, your computer here, your laptop. EMF, yeah,
1: yeah. right on the pancreas. Mm-hmm. So, I think we have to be raise our awareness of the electrical nature of our bodies and the delicate nature of the communication system that we have, and that. Uh, these emfs are uh, it's disturbing disturbing our physiology
0: in a uh, mm-hmm. past interview um we we understood the percentages between um the environmental versus genetic mm-hmm. can you speak to that uh, as far as like a well okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm kind of old school <laughs> i i think that there's far too much emphasis on the genomic component of the etiology of disease. In fact, I almost feel like we should stop focusing on minutia and start looking at the big picture. Hmm. Yes, there are genetic mutations that occur. And of course, if you have cancer, everybody's all excited about finding out what mutation you have and what new drug they can make that's gonna attack that mutation and that receptor. And sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't work at all. But the bottom line is, how do we get all those things? Where, where did that come from? Why are there so many mistakes in DNA replication? You know, They call that those little snips, all those little variations, like when you get a genomic testing and you find out what you have, like... The MTHFR, the detoxification gene, you know, and methylation, if you have problems with that, then, oh, well, you've got a problem. Well, yeah, okay, everybody's got a lot of problems. Right. But what are we doing to help the body be as healthy as possible? Mm-hmm. And that involves cleaning up the environment, being very mindful of the radiation frequency that we expose ourselves to. Mm-hmm. People, you know, people have to turn their routers off at night. Children are sleeping with their cell phones. This is not okay. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, I have. I opinion. mean, I have
1: a patient who has glioblastoma, terrible tumor in the brain. What was his job?
0: Just talking on the phone. No,
1: <laughs> examining cell towers.
0: Oh shoot! Oh goodness. <laughs> he was right in the. Yeah, he like the right, right up at him in the face. <laughs> oh jeez, it's so to you. It's black and white because you see it. You're seeing it needs to go uh, down to this your level yeah, and then become. I mean, I'm I'm epidemic. all
1: good with the genomic thing. It's fine, but don't. Tell me that that's the only problem that's on the horizon no, here. No, the environmental It's not. Right. And it's very easy to focus on, oh, another new test or a new study or this and that when we're ignoring the environmental uh, chaos that we've created. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, a huge, that needs to become on the national, on the global scale. Mm-hmm. Um, great information interesting and a little depressing <laughs> but you uh, delivered it well and, and it makes us all stand up and really take control of what we're doing uh we thank you so much for your time and uh, some great advice we really appreciate your knowledge and we look forward to having you on again but in the meantime you can get more information on dr von schaefer at cancercenterforhealing.com we look forward to your next visit thank you i do as well If you want to learn more health information, check out Mother's in-store guest speakers at mothersmarket.com. All seminars start at 630, and please be sure to go online to our events page and reserve your spot. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market podcast and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.